could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The man who has no imagination has no wings. That quote is from Muhammad Ali, and one more quote for you all before we get started today. Wings are not only for birds, they are also for minds. Human potential stops at some point somewhere beyond infinity. And that quote is from Toller Cranston. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, which is a top nonprofit honored by both GuideStar and great nonprofits. My name's Joven Hundle, and before we get into, today, into today's show, myself as well as all the awesome volunteers at Be The Star You Are implore you to check out our website, btsya.org. Look at the events tab there to see the exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. Today's Express Yourself focuses all on the gift of wings. And to begin today's show, we actually have a special treat for you all. I'll be reading a chapter from BTSYA's brand new anthology, entitled Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. The chapter I'll be reading today is also called The Gift of Wings, going along quite nicely with our theme for today's show. And in fact, the author of this chapter will actually be joining me in the next two segments as our weekly guest. And without further ado, here's The Gift of Wings by Ellen Mongan. If you had wings, what would you do? Would you fly like an eagle? Would you soar like a seagull? Would you spread those feathers proudly like a peacock arrayed in all its glory? Let me tell you something you may not know. We all have wings. They are waiting inside of our souls for us to try them on for size. They are like the present on Christmas morning that we have not yet opened. Life is an adventure when you unwrap your gift of wings. Where will you go? What will you do? It's all up to you. With the gift of wings, the sky is the limit. You can fly if you try. As a young teen, I, I wanted to be a stewardess. The dream of flying the friendly skies persisted until at the age of 19, my dream came true. I was hired as one of the first flight attendants for a brand new airline called Air Florida, based in Miami, Florida. The day I got my wings was one of the happiest days of my life. Being both too short and too young for the job did not stop my heavenly father from answering my prayer. It was the moment they pinned my shiny gold wings on my bright orange Air Florida stewardess uniform that I grasped the meaning of the words, nothing is impossible with God. Each time I took my jump seat on our Boeing 707 jet to prepare for takeoff, my heart soared. Sometimes I felt that I had left the ground, even before the plane took off, just out of sheer excitement. Being a flight attendant fit my personality and my lifestyle perfectly. Air Florida was nicknamed the Disney World Airlines because many of our passengers boarded the plane for the Magic Kingdom in the morning, sporting Mickey Mouse ears. On the return flight, they carried on board a goofy smile and a heart filled with joy as their souvenir. 
Disney was a novelty in those days. We lived the song Where Dreams Come True, along with our passengers. If you listen closely on a flight, you might have heard us singing a happy tune. It's a small world after all, and if you had wings. The wings God gave me that day sent me in flight to do many things I never knew I could do, and to become what I never thought possible. I fell in love and married a man named Patrick. He was a medical student with a boyish grin and seven years my senior. We had eight children, and I had rarely been a babysitter before. My wings have grown larger as more of my dreams became, become a reality. I now host a healing radio show called MM Radio. I write for magazines and blog for Catholic Mom and Elizabeth Ministry International. I launched my own website and created a blog. Since fashion has always been a passion of mine, I'm now modeling too. All aboard, welcome to my flight of fancy. You too can choose your own adventure on your journey through life. Have you discovered your wings? What will you do? Where will they take you? The sky is the limit. Do not be afraid to try. There are so many possibilities, and nothing is impossible. Take the time to dream big. Say your prayers and know that with true purpose and passion, God will give you the gift of wings just like he gave them to me. He wants you to be free to be the best you can be. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose. Open up the gift inside your heart and try out your wings. I hope you fly high enough to reach your dreams, but low enough to land safely home. You want wings that don't spread so widely that they won't fit safely in the arms of those who love you. As Winston Churchill said, never, never, never give up. Think of what a difference we can make in this world if we all learn to fly and believe that the sky is the limit. You can fly if you try. What are you waiting for, my friend? It is time for you to soar. Spread your wings and fly. And now for a little exercise that Ellen actually provided for us along with the chapter entitled Up up and away. For this exercise, you will need a quiet place, a notebook, a ballpoint pen, some magic markers, and a beach towel or blanket. Choose a day that you can all be alone. Plan to dedicate an hour to this exercise. You will be making your own dream book. It's time to dream big. Remember, nothing is impossible. And now are the nine steps to creating your dream book. Number one, fly over to your favorite outdoor spot, a quiet place where you can be all alone. Number two, spread out your towel or blanket and relax for at least five minutes until you are calm inside. Breathe deeply. Number three, take out your notebook. Choose a title for your notebook and write it on the, in write it on the outside. Place your name on your notebook. Number four, decorate your notebook in your favorite colors by drawing all your favorite things. Color it in any way you like using your magic markers. On the five, on the first page of the, your notebook, write dreams that have come true. Pause, then jot down what comes to mind. Take a five-minute pause, then continue free-flow writing. Number six, on the next page, write dreams I am waiting for. Write down all the dreams you are awaiting. Pause for five minutes, then continue free-flow writing. Number seven, on the third page, write dreams I am hoping for. Pause again and add more. Number eight, each week, repeat this exercise. As different dreams become reality, record all the dates and all thoughts of gratitude. And finally, number nine, relax on your blanket, open your eyes wide, and look up into the sky. Dream even bigger and know that the sky is the limit. Remember, you cannot fly if you do not try. You must dream big, put forth effort, and keep on trying. Never give up. Journal your dreams. Applaud your successes and learn from your failures. Many people failed before they succeeded. The Beatles, Thomas Edison, 
Einstein, and even Walt Disney. And finally, a quick little quote that Ellen provided us with in this chapter. If you were born without wings, do nothing to prevent them from growing. And that quote is from Coco Chanel. Wow, I thought that was a really excellent chapter, and I especially love the quote that Ellen picked out as a final little parting thought for us as we finish the chapter and finish this exercise. <coughs> I think it was a nice way to sort of sum up um, some of the many lessons that we learned in this chapter, including actually that all of us really have wings, and obviously not necessarily um, literal wings, but wings in terms of the fact that we can quote-unquote, fly to wherever we would like to and actually follow our dreams in the way that, you know, we always dreamed of doing when we were little or even now when we're older. And I think especially going along that line of logic, the dream book that Ellen provided us with as an excellent little activity for us to be able to jot down um, dreams that we've actually already succeeded in as a way to sort of um, express our gratitude for completing those dreams I also had the dreams you're still waiting for, so the dreams you hope will come next. And then finally, the dreams you're hoping for. So maybe your bigger overall pipeline dreams that are definitely still in the works. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really excellent way of both having her chapter be used as a way to motivate people to follow through on her dreams, uh, seen by her showing her own experiences with her dreams and how they all came true as well as um, then combining her thoughts with her exercise then, which told us how we can get started in a similar vein that she might have back when, and sort of go along to follow our own dreams as well. Um, I also really like just the title of this chapter, The Gift of Wings. Now in our chapter, be the, in our um, anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, we entitled every single chapter The Gift Of and then a various concept, but I think that title scheme especially works really, really well with this um, chapter in specific, the, the Gift of Wings, in that these wings really are a gift to us. They provide us a mechanism to go to where we want to be, where we dream to be, and so I really like that thought of calling them a gift just in the fact that they really are a gift to us, this mechanism of achieving our dreams. Um, another thing that I just thought was especially topical uh, to myself right now as a high school senior who's going to be heading off to college within the next six months, um, as well as just teens in general, was just the um, idea that she was really able to love what she did. It was her dream to become a flight attendant. And when she became the flight attendant, she was still just super, super high on her job. She loved her job and it really provided her fulfillment, I guess. And when you use um, her dream was essentially her full-time job. And so I think that's a really just awesome thing to think about, about having your dream be your full-time job, where you're able to do what you love and just really enjoy it. And I think, as Ellen noticed, it can also be a great little mechanism then to achieve all your other dreams, too. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I'd just like to thank Ellen Mongan for such an amazing chapter certainly provided us with a lot of fascinating insights. And I'm extremely excited, actually, to be speaking with her about that chapter and a whole host of other topics which are going to be coming up in the next two segments when we actually bring her on to the show as our weekly guest. Um, with that, our first segment of today's show will be drawing to a close. Uh, audience, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. 
We have launched our Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund to help survivors of natural disasters and desperately need donations to help us help those in in distress and ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please make sure to donate today at bethestarur.org, where you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. Also, make sure to watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Be sure to pick up our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which this chapter was actually from, at cynthiabryan.com slash online store. Make sure to stick around as we continue our show on the gift of wings. My name is Joven Huntle. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Empowerment. I'm Joven Hondo on Express Yourself, and today's show is all about the gift of wings. For the next two segments now, we're extremely pleased to be bringing onto the show a very special guest, Ellen Mongan, who is actually the author of the Gift of Wings chapter that I read in the previous segment. Ellen Mongan is the host of MM Radio slash Healing Together. She is a freelance writer and motivational speaker. She blogs for Elizabeth Ministry International and Catholic Mom. She is the founder of Little Pink Dress Ministry, Sisters in Christ, Titus Two Crew, and Women Alive Conferences. She speaks on radio, television, at moms' clubs and churches, and she's also the wife of Deacon Patrick Mongan, who's an uh, MD for 43 years now. They have eight children and 12 grandchildren. We're very excited to have her on to the show today, so without further ado, let's bring Ellen on to express herself. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, and thanks for inviting me. 
Of course, I'm really excited for our discussions now. And so just kind of diving right into it, I wanted to um, talk to you about the Gift of Wings chapter that you actually contributed to our most recent anthology for Be The Star You Are. So I actually um, read it for our audience in the previous segment, and I wanted to ask you if you could speak a little bit more on that topic um, of just sort of finding those wings for yourself. Sure. I was a young girl, you know, like some of you teens are, and I was trying to um, begin my life just like any high school girl going to college, and it did not work out for me as I thought it would. I was an A student and had scholarships, but I found college to be kind of challenging, like drugs, drinking, and sex, and it wasn't me as my upbringing was not for that. So I had to take an alternate route, and I decided that I had really a desire to be a stewardess and, you know, get my wings. And so I went down to Miami, Florida, and I, um, you know, waited and kept trying to think of ways to get in. I ended up applying for Air Florida, and I was one of their oh, first stewardesses, they used to call them those days. And I also um, got my wings. It was just unique. I was too short. I was 19 years old, too young. And I was just, I was just thrilled to be able to fulfill this dream. You know, I think that song keeps playing in my head as we're talking from, I don't know if y'all remember, it's the um, Disney World song, You've Got Wings. And then when I got my wings, it was one of the happiest days in that time of being a teen. And now I tell people the story, nothing's impossible. If you dream big and you work hard, there's no magic wand. So you have to work for it in a way, like apply and go for your dreams. Don't dream small, dream big. Wow, I love those lessons there. And I think, you know, it's especially topical um, for our show just because of, you know, our teen audience and especially um, even myself. I'm a high school senior right now applying to colleges, waiting on college decisions. Uh, I'm going to decide where I go in just a couple months and then decide everything past that, um, what to do with my life, all that. And I really love your message of, you know, finding the route that works for you, knowing that there's multiple ways to get to your goal. And then once you get to your goal, um, putting in all the effort to make it as amazing as it can possibly be and achieving those dreams. And so, yeah, I think it's really uh, topical just for um, myself and a lot of our other teen audience. And yeah, so you know, I was thinking while you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, I did write some notes down. I'm thinking about one way for teens to think about, you know, not get yourself in a box and, if, and just wait and pray. And if, if the door opens, you walk through it. But you know how you see so many people just plow down a door, like I'm thinking about, you know, on Black Friday when they want to win the biggest Thanksgiving, you know, bargain of the century, <laughs> and they plow the door, they go plowing through. If the door is closed, it's kind of like a sign. It's like, oh, wow, maybe this isn't it. And don't be disappointed. That's a time to maybe turn around and choose something else. I find in life, the biggest challenge in my life is that I'm usually not qualified for when I get, to get the door that opens, and I'm always amazed at how... If you wait and you pray and you work hard, you get the doors open that you would never have expected. Definitely. And I do think that's um, a really good combination of different things to be doing. So you, number one, definitely have to work hard and not necessarily just let things come to you. But at the same time, um, while you're working hard, you do want to wait in the sense that you don't necessarily want to rush into things. You want to wait to achieve your dreams and don't necessarily... Uh, want to rush into them or just delay them and all that kind of stuff. And then third, having that faith, believing in yourself, believing in the different contexts of the world and everything. And again, just kind of having that faith in yourself and everything around you. And um, 
I also wanted to ask you then a little more about your Gift of Wings chapter, just in that I love the uh, symbolism too, <laughs> in terms of just having those wings, growing those wings, as well as, I guess, the literal wings of the airplane. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your writing process for that chapter, as well as all the other different books you've written, because um, as our viewers know, you're actually a very accomplished author in your own right too. Well, that's another one of my, my um, surprises, is that I was thinking today, I was a kid that cried when I was in school, like fifth grade, and the, the nun said, hey, you need to write about a snowflake flight come to ground. <laughs> a snowflake coming to ground. You guys, I'm in Florida now, so I can't say the word snowflake. <laughs> but when it, you know, the imagination wasn't my big thing, you know, but I didn't even know I could write. And as I grew older, I used to start with Christmas cards. And I'd read Chris, write Christmas cards once a year to people, to like my 500 closest friends. And they would encourage me. I really liked your letter, you know. And so it kind of encouraged me in my gift that I didn't even know I had. And I just grew it that way. So with the area of writing, um, you have to really think, what are, you, what are you good at? You know, what do I like? What are my desires? Do I want to be a doctor, a lawyer? Do I want to be a writer? Do I want to be a movie star? And then you got to look at your talents. Am I gifted for this? Am I... Do I have the talent? And then you got to look at your personality. Like, I could never be a doctor like my husband because I don't like to even go to the doctor. I don't do this. I'm playing the side of blood, and I don't even stay in the hospital when I have my days about one hour. So I wasn't a candidate for that. And then what are your likes? You're not going to be called to do something that you really don't like. Think, you young teens, it's the rest of your life. What are you going to enjoy doing? And I'm a really big believer in don't pick something to do that you wouldn't really love. Every job I've had, and I haven't had probably as many as some, I have enjoyed thoroughly. I have enjoyed it. So you want to have that enjoyment, the desire, your talents and your personality and your likes. You want to listen to other people. My daddy said to me, I think one day you'll do radio. And then I, my friend said to me, you'll do radio. Start writing your, your radio shows. And I did. I actually don't do Miscarriage Matters anymore. It was a really good time in my life. I now do Wow Mom. It's called Wow Mom Podcast. And they, I've had a little break because of the fact that I've been moving into my new home. And so y'all look forward to that because even though you're not a mom, you'll enjoy the show. Absolutely. And I'd also um, like to ask you then just in terms of the fact that you have um, you know, children, you have grandchildren. I wanted to ask you what are the sorts of lessons that parenting has taught you over the years? Well, that's a good question. I like it a lot because I taught them a lot of lessons, but you are right about that. They teach you as you teach them. And that's why you got to really, really listen between the lines. No matter who the person is, two years old or 25 or 102, they will teach a lesson. And what my children have taught me that is, is that if you lay the groundwork, just like the no magic wand theory, and you begin to teach them when they're little, they will out and surpass you as they grow old. My children are very confident and I took the time as a mother to teach them setting the table, <laughs> making good meals, you know, and all the little skills that they had to learn in life. And I taught them virtue and character to top it off because to me, it didn't matter what we were doing. We wanted to have, you know, patience, kindness. We wanted to grow the character as much as the outward gifts. So they taught me that they surpassed me. And I, if you ever met one of the Mongans, you'll see they're all over the country. And so they do, they do everything to excellence as they taught me that they can better be better than the teacher <laughs> that's amazing right there um and i also wanted to ask you then you know you're talking a little bit before about doing what you love and then you've certainly uh followed that philosophy throughout your life you had your dream of being a stewardess slash flight attendant and you achieved that dream but then you also of course did your radio hosting your podcast hosting 
Um, you were an author, you were a mother, grandmother. And I wanted to ask you um, if you had any advice on being able to choose to do the things you loved and actually achieving those, as well as sort of shifting your career path as you go to reflect the things that you're passionate about and that you're talented in. I like that, too. I think sometimes the word wait is so hard. You know, wait. You have to wait for the red light. Wait. You have to wait patiently in line. Wait is hard. When you're a mother of eight, (laughs) you do a lot. You do a lot of waiting. My last baby went to heaven way too soon. I know that that was why I have to wait, but I did wait the nine months. But when you wait, you know, you're thinking, I have a lot of young women I mentor. That's my main thing I do now is mentoring women. And um, they have to wait. You know, one gal has 11 children. The word wait is hard. You know, you think, well, one day, someday, you know, I want to do this or that. But during the time you're in the season of parenting, you got to wait. And um, so I waited on my dreams. Seriously, I did. I, I put all my emphasis into the children and being, a, I'm an old-fashioned gal. I made homemade meals, all the things you do as a mom, clean the house. But then I, I did keep my hand into things like I, I love, like I always did ministry. And I always did like um, training women in I went to care pregnancy centers and train young women in the skills of motherhood. I used what I had. You know, every time God would build on me something new, I used what I had, and then I poured it out to someone else. Like, learn and then pour out. Learn and then pour out, and that's what I did. Right now, my new thing is getting conferences for women in Florida. So I've been waiting, and it's a hard word for me. And then I moved to Florida. That's the first step. And now I'm trying to gather together the people on my team with me and the teammates are some gals that mentor me and some that I mentor and then go out and forth and help the other moms find a joy in motherhood. I don't know what you think because you're a young teen. There's some people lose their joy, you know, and when you lose your joy, if you're a mom, you have to just gain it back. You can't just be an unjoyful, you know, so the joy of motherhood is what my new thing is. Absolutely. And I wanted to, um, you know, ask you because uh, with eight children and 12 grandchildren, uh, you're definitely a parenting expert in your own right. And I wanted to ask you about, you know, just different stages of raising a child that I think um, you might be the person most equipped to provide advice advice about. So I want to ask you about different things as, you know, like the teenage rebellion or instilling in your children different values of virtue and charity and work ethic and all that. I wanted to ask um, your advice on just dealing with all those different sorts of concepts. Thank you so much. Um, I, I was going to say is that one thing I do do is I'm very big on the mentoring and the getting advice from others. That's for sure. Someone's gone the journey before you. They have the blisters to prove it. That's the one you want to request to say, what is it I can do about this? I would read up for the problems. Teens were really easy for me. My husband was more the, we played good cop, bad cop, you know? And he was more the one that, I was I was a fun mom and I would train them. I'm not saying we just, you know, threw food in the house because we did have food fights, but we did have a lot of fun, but I kept a few rules and stuck to them with teens and they didn't really bug me because their dad, they knew their dad would be displeased. I'm not saying we had the perfect children if that goes out on the airwaves. We did not. <laughs> but we did study. On, I read a lot. And then I also asked advice. And then we teamworked no matter what we faced. We didn't play one parent against the other. Now those are strong, you know, strong things. Be in unity. And then that's how we did it. And lastly, I want to say that I'm not an expert, but I did write a book, a Bible study coming out soon. Wow, Mom. And those who want to have some advice, it's coming out really soon on the publishing, like in Amazon, all the different places. 
Wonderful. I hope our audience will keep that in mind. And so, wow, that was an excellent little conversation there. I want to thank you, Ellen, for all your extremely valuable insights on a variety of subjects from parenting and doing what you love to writing in teenage years. And I'm very happy to be continuing our conversation in the next segment of the show. Fortunately, it does. Unfortunately, it does look like we are out of time for this segment. But listeners, be sure to stick around for more. Make sure to learn more about Ellen at some of her websites, including www.littlepinkdressministry.com, which she founded, uh, www.elizabethministry.com, which she writes monthly blogs for, and www.catholicmom.com, which she also writes monthly blogs for, as well as appearing on some of their podcasts. Additionally, remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology, which Ellen and I were actually both contributors to. Uh, the book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, and you can find it on CynthiaBryan.com slash online store, Amazon, and other book retailers. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and BTSYA. Make sure to keep listening as our show on the gift of wings continues. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. My name is Jobin Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. This edition of Express Yourself is all about the gift of wings. And for our third segment today, we're welcoming back Ellen Mongan. Ellen is a Christian freelance writer, motivational speaker, podcast host, author, television guest, radio founder, radio writer, radio host, and radio guest. Some of her hobbies include modeling, ballet, and creative movement. She is also a mother of eight children, grandmother of 12 children, and wife of over 43 years. And with that, let's welcome Ellen back onto the show. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so kindly. I'm sure thankful to be on here. 
We're very thankful to be having you on as well. And so I wanted to just dive right back into our conversation from the last segment and ask you to tell our audience a little bit more about the different books you have coming out soon and some of the previous ones you've written as well. Sure. Um, I want to say I was grateful to be a part of Be the Star You Are with Cynthia Bryant and you as well. That was a great blessing and I just want to say if you don't have a copy please go out and get one today I I read it when I want to cheer myself up and and get alive and filled with joy Um, some of the books I've written have been um, children's books I write uh, one coming out soon will be the king's crown about when children um, it's where an invisible crown the children's head when they do a a kind deed or a virtue and it's it's about jewels in their crown and then the newest is Wow Mom, which is exciting because it's going to be a Bible study for moms. And there's every subject covered. So moms, if you want to answer um, a problem that's happening in your life, sift through the chapters and find out the answers through scripture. And then I have also the last one, it's Four for the Mountaintop. It's about my journey with my four best friends. Well, I'm one of the four best friends. So three best friends and I taking a trip a couple times a year to the mountains so we can seek the face of the Lord and just build sisterhood, just love up each other and enjoy the fact that we're mothers of large children and we have a break. That that was what we did from 20 year journey. Those are mainly the ones I have. Awesome. Yeah. And I love how um, there's a different scope and breadth of topics that all your books cover from children's book to parenting books to just some of the experiences you've had. I love that you're able to write so effectively on such a, myriad of different topics. And so I also wanted to ask you, um, you know, it seems that your faith has really played a large part in your um, life and your career. And I wanted to ask you to speak to us a little bit more about that and how exactly faith has influenced your career. Well, that's very important because I was thinking, maybe I'm thinking I'm taking a bow. I write in prayer. I'm saying I will never, I couldn't even write as a child. It was like a traumatic thing to, to do that. And as an adult, I don't ever begin to write, even I write for the Augusta Chronicle once a month, even though I now live in Florida, and I don't even attempt to write anything before I say, what should I write and how should it go? And it does help me. Many people take time to quiet their soul, you know, and, and just rest and think that's kind of, for me, the only way to write for me personally. I, I, I found that when I was seven years old, but I was that kid that didn't want to, you know, not be popular. So when I got to high school, you teens, I didn't want to even know. I was a Christian, even though I still lived the faith. So for me personally, it's very important to me. Is when I became, I came back. You know, people fall away from their faith, and when I came back, I said, "I'll never be embarrassed of you again, Lord." So thank you for letting me say that. I won't be heavy, Jesus, Jesus. But for me personally, that's my, you know, that's my way, and everyone has to, you know, I don't know what I should say. So thank you for letting me to answer that. Yeah, of course. I think you answered it very well. And so I also wanted to ask you um, if you give some more information about your Wow Mom program and the different sorts of topics you cover on there. Okay, Wow Mom, we originally was called it's Wow Ministry with three of my friends. It's um, Jane Ann Bombrek and June Council, and then me. I'm, I'm, I keep naming the three. It's really two of us and two people and me. But um, we have been doing a journey to get together with women and do podcasts, and we do them mostly on religion. But last time I was on the show, Cynthia kept saying, Ellen's on today, wow, she's the wow mom. And I thought, I was praying about a title for my podcast when I go on my own and have the girls do wow ministry. And mine is going to be wow mom. I'm going to have moms on the show that people know, some they know, because I know a lot of people around the country that have made a difference. They have done things in their life that kind of 
tell moms that they're, you know, you're not just a mom. For one thing, a mom is the most important job you do. You're raising the next generation of people to be people of character to take over, take the baton and make our world a better place. So it's not a bad job. It's like the best job ever. But then moms that have done things in addition, like I'm going to have Rachel Balducci on. She's a, on the Gits. It's a TV show out of Boston. I'm going to have on, on this one gal, Jo Lynn, mother of seven. She's beat up health problem of cancer. And she's um, got, you know, she carried a baby during the time she had the cancer. So tons of people I know throughout the country. I'm going to have, you know, some women that maybe you know, and maybe some people that would never be on a radio show had not they crossed my path. Do you know what I'm saying? Just to make them feel like they're making a difference in this world, which they are. Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to um, the idea of how we can really just learn from anybody, whether it's our children, whether it's our parents, whether it's just random strangers, or whether, um, in the case of Wow Mom, you know, people all over the country who are making a difference while also raising, again, as you said, like the next generation. So I think that's definitely a really interesting way of looking at things, and I'm excited for that program of yours. Thank you so much. And the WOW stands for Woman of Wisdom. Yeah, I don't know if I said that. Woman of Wisdom. So WOW Mom. A mom oh, I love that. A little double meaning there. That's fine, but I, I do have, I go, with in wisdom. But thank you so much. You asked such good questions, and I really do appreciate it. Because my favorite thing to do is speak out to women. It really is. Not that, that men don't. I don't have wisdom for men. I do, you know, because I, I, whatever subject someone asks me, I'm going to speak out. I'm not a shy person. <laughs> so you ask away. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I also um, wanted to go on just in terms of how I find your sort of writing journey so fascinating. You know, how you were saying that, you know, you weren't necessarily the biggest writer when you were younger, but then as the years went on, um, you're obviously a very accomplished writer now, writing for newspapers, you're writing books, you're writing um, blogs. And I think that's such a really fascinating thing because I think writing is definitely a skill that everybody should work towards. You know, whether it's as it doesn't even necessarily have to be your day job, but everything that you do in your daily life, I think can really be improved if you have better skills in the writing arena. So I think um, that it is, again, just like a really important skill for a lot of different people to have. And so I wanted to ask you then, if somebody wants to, you know, maybe improve their writing skills and do something in the vein of maybe something like you did as well, where they don't feel that very confident in their writing right now, but they do want to become more confident and they want to get better at it. What sort of advice would you have for these burgeoning writers? I guess the first piece of advice, just like everything else I do, and I don't know how this will be received by all, I'm not a cookie cutter person. You know, I'm, I love Mr. Rogers because he's like this. I like you the way you are. I don't know if y'all remember if you're the Mr. Rogers generation, but I think you would be because my kids are. And I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't ever have it be like I'm doing it this way because everyone does it. I write like I speak. I just do. When you read what I write, it's like I would say that to you too. I would talk just like that. Some people write with, um, they write more poetic or more creative, um, or. I, more um, more like serious. You see what I'm saying? I like to just think about what I want to say and then say it the way I would say it. I want to be honest. My husband's my editor. Sometimes I miss a comma. Maybe I spell a word wrong and spell check has no idea what I'm trying to say. So he is my editor. Patrick is. He's really brilliant. And I also say, and when you write, it's from your heart. If you write from your head, that's good. When it comes from your heart, like just like you sing a song. If you sing a song from your heart, and you just, you wrote that song, it's going to come from your heart. 
I write from my heart because it's what I really, really feel. I never, I'm not a fake. You know, I, I was, I said I was a fake in high school. I would never be a fake again. So what's ever on my heart, I speak it out. Many don't agree sometimes with what you write. You have to be able to be happy. My husband calls it tough skin. I don't have that. Sometimes I cry. But I write what comes to my heart. I speak what comes to my heart because when I, when I end the day, my dad used to say, you have to look yourself in the mirror. You see what I'm saying? You have to, be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I did good. Or I did poorly and I'm sorry. But you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. So I just do it that way. And I know that there's probably better writers, but it comes from my heart and theirs comes from theirs. So that's what I want to say. Yeah, I actually really love that way of looking at it. You know, you're sort of expressing yourself in this new medium and you're doing it in the same way that I guess you express yourself vocally. It's actually funny because that's a lot of the uh, sort of advice that I sort of kind of learned for myself this past couple months back from starting in October all the way to January when I was filling out all my college applications and all these different colleges were asking me to write these various essays on like a variety of prompts ranging from like a personal statement on my identity versus a extracurricular I'm really passionate about or even um, why I wanted to go to their school specifically. And so I had to write about all these different topics. And I found what worked best for me when I would be reading my essays at the end was that they seemed authentic to me. That was really important that like if I was reading, rereading my essay or if I showed it to someone else and they were reading it, they'd be able to know that this is authentically my writing. And a way that they were able to do that is that I sort of wrote like how I talked in real life and it kind of combined... some of my like thoughts with some of the things that I speak about and it really just came out in a way that felt really personal and again just kind of felt very authentic and genuine and I think so yeah that your advice on writing really covers a lot of those same sorts of topics and so yeah I think that's actually really really great advice for any writers out there. Thank you so much. I was going to say also you know you have to again before I forget and I'll say it quickly is that um, you have to listen to your parents and your people around you too. If they advise you, like, you know, you're really good at this, and, and listen, because this is a big decision, what your future, the, to the teens. And my daddy would said this one quote, I want to always say it when I get on air for teens. Um, Life is an empty canvas, and you can paint on it whatever you want. And when daddy told me that, I go to myself, I'm painting a masterpiece. Aim big, you know, be the star you are, and get those wings, and fly. Everyone has them. Don't be disappointed if someone tries to discourage you. They may be jealous. They may not have the gifts you have, and they're looking at you and going, yeah, everything goes his way. But do your your life and that you can look in the mirror every day and say, I did okay, or I did good, or I, I blew it, and then live with yourself. Absolutely, and I think that's a fantastic little quote and piece of advice there to finish off our segment. So unfortunately, it does look like we are running a little low on time for the segment, but I love the way you ended that there. Um, I want to really thank Ellen for coming on the show today. You graciously provided us with so many different fascinating anecdotes and pieces of, of advice on so many different topics. Um, and audience, make sure to learn more about Ellen at some of her websites, littlepinkadressministry.com, elizabethministry.com, and catholicmom.com, where you can check out her blogs and some of her podcasts. Also pick up Be The Star You Are's brand new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, at cynthiabryan.com slash online store, 
Amazon, or other book retailers. Find more information about our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com and follow Be The Star You Are at btsya.org to support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named top-rated nonprofit for several years now. I'm Jovan Hundel, and make sure to stick around as we'll be right back with more Express Yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Jovan Hundle, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. To end a wonderful show today, I'll actually be reading another chapter from a brand new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. This chapter is The Gift of Self-Love by Rachel Glass. Growing up, I had a loving family, pets, meals on the table morning and night, a warm bed, and much more. People wandered in and out of my life, but nonetheless, I always had friends. I excelled in school without sacrificing my social life. Despite my comfortable upbringing, I still faced difficult days. In high school, people could be cruel. I didn't exactly know how to process the pain that sprung from all that hostility, and it seemed like I was expelling them in the worst possible ways. I made mistakes and had regrets. At times, I felt alone and not good enough. I would look at other people and feel like I wasn't pretty enough, smart enough, or popular enough. I would try to change myself, only to find that I still didn't fit the bill. Looking back, it was ironic I felt that way, because I was so lucky to have such a stable, supportive circle. I never was able to express how thankful I was, because I just didn't feel that fortunate. I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was that I was missing. Soon I was 18 and moving away to go to college. I was excited to live in a new state with new people. I could be whoever I wanted to be. But who exactly did I want to be? How would I achieve the new me? I dabbled in trying to be this person. In my mind, I succeeded. However, I really believe becoming a new person in college is really the natural maturing that most people go through. 
In my experience, the amazing people I met made me feel special and love myself just a little bit more. But deep down, I could not shake the sense that I was supposed to feel something else. I was officially on the search for my purpose in life. To me, college classes were like high schools. Were like high school. I took them because I had to. While I had respectable grades, I didn't retain much information. After my first and wild year of college, I thought it was time to invest myself in my classes and perhaps find a passion that would fill the void I was feeling. I decided to take an anthropology class focused on human evolution. I was interested in the material and eager to read the textbook. However, I didn't realize that long after the class was over, I would take what I had learned and form a whole new outlook on life. Fast forward to my first year out of college, and I was still pondering the facts and ideas I learned in that class. These bits of information stayed in my brain, almost as if they were puzzle pieces floating around waiting to come together. One random day, the puzzle in my head started fitting together. I was in the passenger seat of the car while my boyfriend was driving us home from a friend's house. It was a morning like any other, but all of a sudden, I just understood. I realized that since the very beginning of time, every living thing has had two things in common. Number one, living is all that we do, all that anything does. It seems so obvious and simple, but why do you do the things you do? From basic tasks like sleeping and eating to more complex things like looking both ways before you cross the street or working a job you may not love. Whether we're aware of it or not, everything we do is to keep our lives moving forward. Number two, life is made up of nothing more than challenge after challenge. My challenges are different from yours, which are different from hers, which are different from his. Challenges can take many forms from having to pass a difficult test to dealing with a health issue to adopting a pet and taking on a new responsibility. Animals and other living things face obstacles too. There's no way to compare these hurdles we all face because they are all unique to us. They are the building blocks of our lives because whether they are negative or positive, we overcome and evolve. This realization is how I learned who I was and how I wanted to live my life. This way of thinking never ceases to remind me that I have the ultimate power over my decisions, actions, and reactions. How could I compare myself to others and feel less than if we are all just trying to succeed in our lives? Success to me is having all my hard work pay off and making a name for myself in the entertainment business. Maybe to someone else succeeding is just getting up every morning and not going hungry that day. No matter how you define the word, it boils down to the same concept. I still have undesirable feelings like anger, stress, and jealousy. For example, I may feel frustrated when there is a problem with my car, because it is important for me to get to and from work, and an inoperative car will cost me money. Instead of letting these negative emotions drag me down, however, I just do what I have to do and move on. Regardless of the situation, make the right decisions to the best of your ability and push ahead. You may be thinking some people will undoubtedly have it worse than others. Remember, everyone faces challenges, and while their challenges may seem more trying than the ones you're facing, they are exclusive to that person's life. Use that feeling to remind yourself to be thankful for what you have and who you are. Use that thought to drive you to make decisions that will positively affect others. Love starts with you. Love yourself and live consciously. Maybe one day, these two things will be all we need to unite us. And now for an exercise that Rachel included for us, entitled The Daily Jar. Find anything that resembles a bowl or jar. Find some sticky notes or a notepad, as well as a pen or marker. Set these tools somewhere in your room where you will see them every day. Before you go to sleep each night, write down something about your day and put it in the jar. It could be something you're proud of, thankful for, or happy or excited about. It could also be a new challenge you are facing or a goal you created for yourself. This exercise forces you to think of what is going on in your life and how you are interpreting it. If you find yourself thinking a negative thought, maybe you had a harrowing day, which happens to all of us. 
take a few minutes and try really hard to think of how you could turn it into something positive. Or maybe turn something undesirable into something constructive. For example, if you found out earlier that day that you have to give a speech in front of your 50-person class and you're feeling anxious about it, instead of writing nervous for speech next Friday, write excited to get over fear of public speaking. Hopefully, you will eventually always be thinking optimistically and turning the negative into something positive that will ultimately benefit you. Love yourself and you have enough to share with others. And now for a final parting quote that Rachel included in the chapter. Self-love has very little to do with how you feel about your outer self. It's about accepting all of yourself. That quote is from Tyra Banks. Rachel Glass, the author of this chapter, is currently a researcher for a popular daytime talk show. She graduated in 2015 from the University of Oregon with a bachelor degree in journalism. During college, she was the president of the National Broadcasting Society. Rachel was published in Be the Star You Are for Teens and was part of the first team of radio reporters here on Express Yourself. Oh, I really enjoyed that chapter. You know, it sort of um, ties in perfectly with our theme for today of the gift of wings because the foundation of any um, wing growing or flying those wings to your dream destination is having that basis of self-love, knowing that you have that self-love and that self-confidence behind you to grow your wings and fly them to your dream destination. So I definitely want to thank Rachel Glass for providing us with her chapter um, for today. I think it was definitely very insightful and tied in perfectly, actually, with our theme of the Gift of Wings today. Uh, we do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryant, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Make sure to check out bethestarewar.com.org slash events to check out any upcoming events, as well as check out cynthiabryan.com slash online store with a hyphen in between online and store to purchase our brand new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, which both this chapter and the chapter we read in our first segment are from. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an honor global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at bethestarywar.org. Until next week, remember, spread your wings and fly. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself